a codependent subservient tries to stand up to his larger-than-life boss in Renfield. Mafia, wake up, wake up. You have created a monster and it will destroy you. Stuff of That's dreams. putting it lightly. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Monsters vs. Men podcast. This is the bargain basement of the Monster Podcasting Airwaves, where two dependents try to stay alive and stay connected by chatting about weekly <laughs> monster movies. This week, as we stay alive, we are discussing Renfield. Who is the dependent in this relationship, Alex? Mm, that's a good question. Maybe, maybe we would be the people in the counseling. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe. <laughs> oh, geez. You tell us. The audience tells us who who is the Renfield and who's the Dracula of this relationship. I mean, if there is one, yeah, they're going to no, tell us no, where our relationship's great. Here's the thing. I think if either one of us is Dracula, mm-hmm. it's me. Yeah. Now the thing is, is I don't think you're the dependent though. Right. So who would you be? It would be John Raphael. Raphael. <laughs> <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I don't, I can't even call him whatever his name is in this movie. He's just no, John Ralphio. He's just me. John Ralphio. I don't <laughs> even know his name as an actor. He's just John Ralphio, the voice it's of Sonic. Ben. John Ralphio. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Ben Schwartz is his name. Uh, I forget. think I could have named that, but we're we're not calling him Ben Schwartz the rest of this movie. It's John Ralphio John for the rest Ralphio. of the movie for the rest of the review. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, it's a Nick Cage film, so we better get started. Yeah, don't be cagey about it. That's terrible. <laughs> God, what's wrong with me? Two weeks in a row. <laughs> We're in a time of vampires, Alex. Yeah. Well, at least vampire remake films. This week, we take a look at Renfield, the Dracula-based spinoff where fast-forwarding 100 years in an alternate universe where Dracula was not slain we find Renfield and the Count in modern-day New Orleans. There, Renfield is still collecting dead bodies for his master while having a continuing existential crisis. To pull this off, the film combines action, horror, and comedy to create its own take on the famous bloodsucker. But does this take take the cake, or should we give it the steak, Alex? Oh, that's that's tough. I I would say maybe overall for me, it takes the cake, but it's definitely got a few splinters in it. So you better watch where you eat, because um, <laughs> there's definitely some pretty big issues in this film. Um, mostly, what is even worse is that these decisions that I have problems with could have easily, and I do mean very easily, been fixed. Like, they could have been chopped out of the movie without having to do anything else. Uh, you don't, you, di- you didn't even have to, like, reshoot or do anything to fix mm-hmm. the issues that I actually have with this film for the most part. Unfortunately, because these issues do exist, it does drag down a fun, goofy, and sometimes interesting film. Mm-hmm. I just wish my issues here just weren't, I mean, obviously, I wish they weren't present. And I'll dig more into those in a bit. 
But I will say, I did laugh a good bit. And <laughs> most of the action scenes were surprisingly well done. Plus, I absolutely love Nick Cage's Dracula. So he was quite the highlight. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> what about you? This Cake is, this or is steak, Eric? Uh, well, this is a film I wish I had watched with you, Alex, because I know if I had watched it with you, I would have enjoyed it a lot more. So to answer my original question, <laughs> I mostly want to give this film the steak. But before I explain mm. why, I do want to start with some things that I found entertaining and creative about this film, starting with the climax, actually. Renfield's battle mm. at the end with Dracula was probably the coolest and most creative part with Rebecca and Renfield teaming up to ultimately defeat the vampire. I like the shooting mm-hmm. the shoe part uh, that Dracula mocks oh, yeah. right beneath Renfield's body um, to bring him back to life. And I like the pulling out of Dracula's teeth specifically. It's gruesome, mm-hmm. but it is interesting and unique. Um, yeah, I'll also say that some of the comedy does work for me here, especially some of the parts with John Raffio, <laughs> uh, excluding some of the opening parts with him where he's like being mm-hmm. chased and throwing cocaine behind him, oh, which is dumb. God. Like it was dumb. It's like, this is stupid. Uh, it was stupid. <laughs> uh, but the mob connection was one of the more unique aspects of this film as well. I totally can see Dracula fitting in with the mob underworld. Unfortunately, for this film, though, we do have what we do in the shadows, which does take the cake when it comes to vampire satires. Did you ever find yourself comparing this film to that one, Alex, or to that series, or to any other vampire films or comedy shows? No. <laughs> Not at all, actually. Actually, I think the only film I actually did find it um, comparable to in terms of its attempted tone, uh-huh. is something like Zombieland. Mm. Uh, I think that would be the closest. But unfortunately, this takes a lot of the funny things that Zombieland does and unfortunately wastes them. Mm. Like one of my biggest pet peeves in film is narration. <laughs> now, it's not a stake through the heart by any means for a film. I love a lot of movies with narration and some that with even that even have exposition. But I do think it is remarkably hard to do it, especially when it is weaved throughout the film. Here, it is a complete and total waste. Yeah, that. I think Nicholas Holt nails his role as Renfield, but his narration, quite frankly, sucks. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. And not only that, it's not funny at all. Mm-hmm. It, it just ends up feeling very try hard. Like, hey, look how zany I am. Mm-hmm. When the rest of the film light around it isn't quite like that. I mean, if we ignore the cocaine scene, which is just dumb. Yeah. Again, I feel like this is something that was almost uh, improvised on set. And they're like, yeah, it was funny when he did that. Let's keep it in. Uh. <laughs> like, that's how bad it is. It just makes no sense. Um, <laughs> so the narration is 
awful. And it, it, this is one of the things I think could have been cut out. I think you could have cut out almost all the narration in this film. Yeah. And it would have improved you it don't lose quite anything. a bit, you actually. Don't. No, you don't lose anything. You don't lose anything. Actually, I think you actually gain things <laughs> because you're not being taken out by the terrible narration. Yes, yes. Um, and, and then I, I will get to some good things later, I promise. But I really do have another issue here. Mm-hmm. And this is another thing that could be cut out of the movie. And not have cost anything. The music in the movie is awful. It is so bad. Like, what the heck is this? Like, we just decided to get some generic tracks and just slap them into action scenes and not even try to fit them in whatsoever. Like, it doesn't make any sense. There's there's that first action sequence where he's fighting the drug dealers and we've got some classical music that everybody's heard, but nobody knows the name of. Mm-hmm. And the music's playing and it doesn't match up at all with the scene. It makes no sense in, in, in the context of the movie. Like it's just weird. It's not funny. It's off putting. Like you could have just removed it. Honestly, you should have put even more generic music in this film, and it would have worked better than what is in here. <laughs> and it sounds like, Eric, like you also have some issues. Yeah. So I would like you to just go ahead, piggyback off yeah, of me, okay. and give this no, a so, You know, I want to hear what your issues are. Good. Well, a couple thoughts came to mind before I get into my own issues, Alex. First, you know, I, I think I only saw part of this movie, but I thought Nicholas Holt is, is a funny choice. Um, in this movie because he plays another in another horror satire film warm bodies which i feel like probably has a similar vibe (laughs) as this one right like but i i don't think i saw all that warm bodies is better than this on it (laughs) completely but like i was like it's that's an interesting casting choice because it feels like they're in the same universe of sort of uh tones but i I could be completely (laughs) off there i i also just didn't notice the music at all so that wasn't a huge issue for me because i just it literally was so i just didn't remember it at all the classical music part makes me think maybe they were trying to go for that old school sort of uh classic horror feel but just completely didn't pull it off um so when i reflect Mm. though on my issues i think it comes back to respecting the audience alex and it starts with what Mm. you mentioned the voiceover aspect of the film. Um, I felt like I could even hear a difference in the sound quality of the voiceover. It felt, it felt it obvious. So no, it just felt obvious that this was a studio show during post-production to try to quote, help the audience out, but it never added anything to the story as a whole with the exception of the opening scene, right? The opening flashback mm-hmm. scene. You're, you're right. It's, it's too, too clean. clean. It's like a it, it's post production. We get a voiceover moment to explain mm-hmm. Dracula's healing blood at the same time we see it happen on screen, for example. And we get another one <laughs> when Renfield is holding the chloroform when Rebecca shows up and he says, Uh, this doesn't look good in front of a cop. You're like, Why are you showing me? Why are you telling me this? I see it on screen. The acting is good enough that I know right. what to feel. You don't need a voiceover, right? <laughs> uh, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. It's, so it's just it's just dumbs down the movie so much, and I also think 
the film suffers by not knowing exactly what it wants to be. Is this a comedy? Is it an over-the-top Tarantino-esque action film? Film noir? Horror? It doesn't lean into any of these enough to see its purpose. Beyond the incredibly on-the-nose metaphorical elements, which I guess aren't quite so metaphorical as they are literal, right, with the codependency Uh part. And I will say, those group therapy scenes are probably the best ones in the movie for me, despite being quite heavy-handed. It's like, I think that's where the whole idea of the film comes from, right? It's just like somebody was watching Dracula. Yeah one night and we're like oh my gosh this is such a codependent relationship (laughs) and it just went from there right (laughs) and it could have been a great short film uh about codependent renfield in group therapy and it would have been great right uh because those scenes were the best uh and honestly the best development of that codependency theme was how dracula brought up the personal stuff with renfield about leaving his wife and daughter and how that came back up again later on as a real source of guilt and shame for Renfield. That that part actually worked for me. So I, I'll give it credit for that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm in total agreement with you about that. And that that's where some of the, the pleasant surprises in the film come in for me. I bought into that shame of him leaving his family. And the way Dracula brings that up to force him to keep doing things for him. And it's not only that, though, in the film... That made me, what's, what I'm blown away by, kind of, blown away is strong. I shouldn't have said that. But <laughs> what I'm impressed by, I guess, um, is, is that I bought into the shame of him leaving his family. And I bought mm-hmm. into his yep. care for the support group. Yeah, You know, when they all get brutally murdered, I actually bought yeah. his, his, his care for them. And that he didn't want them to get hurt. And that this was something very important to him. I really, again, I in a film that doesn't hit a lot of emotional beats, to hit these two really hard, I was impressed by that. I've got to give, its, give it its roses on the things it succeeds in, which are the things like this. And I think the abusive relationship angle here, while also probably with somebody laughing while watching Dracula, they came up with it, and definitely on the nose, really felt believable for me. And I think it gave like a pretty, I appreciate that it gave a serious depiction in a lot of ways of this relationship, while still managing to lean into the comedy aspects, especially earlier on, and then kind of making it more and more serious as things go on. I really appreciate the way it handled it. But this isn't the only thing, though, that I liked about the film. I would be remiss if I didn't talk about the action itself, since, you know, that's kind of my bread and butter <laughs> for a lot of films. I think it's great, actually. I, I, I think the, the restaurant scene is okay. Um, but the hotel and the final battle, I think the choreography, the, fi- the wire work, and the blood are all really great. Yes, the blood is pretty cartoonish and definitely CGI. But I think the way it looks works within the film because of how inherently goofy it is and how over the top it is that I don't actually mind that it looks unrealistic because I feel like it fits some of the moments in the film where it feels like it really Hmm. knows what it wants to be. Um, (laughs) So I really appreciate that. Well... 
Yeah, so, I mean, yeah. What about you? Well, I'll Anything tell you, you this: like. the action. <laughs> it wasn't that I. I thought some of it was creative and and funny and interesting. I just had a tough time with it within the context of the film. I, I don't know. It just. It was it was tough for me Ooh. to isolate some of the violent action uh, with the sort of themes that the film was trying to present. Um, but it wasn't terrible. It just wasn't. It's not going to stand out to me as something that I will take with me for a while. But um, I, I think the other thing I wanted to say is this, and I'm, I'm going to start to walk on some some uh, holy ground here and probably commit some sacrilege. But oh. <laughs> I will say this. <laughs> Nicolas Cage has the potential to be a good, albeit silly, Dracula. But at the end of the film, I wish we had gotten a bit more moments to showcase Cage's Dracula. Kind of like the film itself. I am not sure if this Dracula is supposed to be scary, funny, or just nasty. But mainly, I just get nasty, which is unfortunate. Because I think Cage has the chops to deliver both the comedy and the horror as hard as that can be to pull off. So mm. so maybe this was just me. But I also thought Cage, though, though again, I, it's hard to ever criticize the Cage, felt a little distracted by mm. his teethy mouthpiece. It's just a couple moments. I'm like, he's his pronunciation here, it doesn't quite land. And this is different this is weird so it was his performance distracted me more than made me enjoy the film at moments which was just another thing i didn't expect um but is it was a regrettable i have to regrettably inform you of that criticism alex Mm. even though you may disagree i do (laughs) i do i love drax cage or Cage's Drac. <laughs> See that they become they it's become synonymous. Oh my gosh, well, he really has nailed down the method acting. And let's just go ahead, <laughs> go ahead and say it. Let's go. Let's go ahead and say what's on uh, the tip of our tongues, especially your tongue. He's a better Dracula than Bela Lugosi. Oh gosh, <laughs> <laughs> which we haven't even talked about, Eric. Getting yeah. those remake scenes. Oh yeah, where they They're just great. show the original film with the. An- other actors oh, is fantastic. so funny. Fantastic. Like having a Renfield seeing the Renfield shot, right? Where he's just like creepily standing yep. at the bottom uh of the Demeter. Um so cool. Yeah. Like I love that. Like that was a that was a good sign for me of things to come. Unfortunately mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't quite quite yeah. accurate. That's yeah. <laughs> I misread the sign a little that. bit. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's all good. Uh, MVM Plus today, Alex, we take a different turn. We are not speaking about Dracula, but we're going to talk about our first love on the podcast, Godzilla. Oh, because yes. Godzilla, besides each other, Alex, our first movie love <laughs> on the podcast, Godzilla. Uh, we had the teaser for Godzilla Minus One released this mm-hmm. week. Um and so we kind of get into that and talk about a little bit about our expectations, um, some of our hopes and dreams, <laughs> some of the things we hope mm-hmm. that it doesn't happen. And I, yeah, I think it's a good discussion. I, I think there's a lot of interesting things to talk about uh, as far as speculation is concerned with Godzilla minus one. I am looking forward to that movie quite a bit. We also talk about <laughs> Alex's double feature that he just watched and 
which film we're more interested in seeing, Barbie or Oppenheimer? That's at patreon.com forward slash MVM pod. Uh, yeah, pretty interesting one today, I think. Patreon.com yeah. forward slash MVM pod. But let's get into our awards, Alex. Compelling character award, who you got? I had to give it to Dracula. Not just because of how <laughs> of his like ferociousness in this, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and you said earlier you don't know if he's uh, nasty or mean or, or no scary or mm-hmm. nasty or something or funny. Yeah. Um, I think for the most part he's pretty nasty. Um, yeah. And 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 but he's also it's those bits of comedy where his delusion, right? I, I wish we leaned into his delusion more because that was yeah. part of the fun the the fun of of. Renfield talking about Dracula and their pattern, mm-hmm. right? He always get his ego gets bigger and bigger, yeah. and then someone knocks him down a peg. Yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> that's just what keeps happening, right? I and, and here we're in the middle stage, right? It, he he's he's in the egos getting bigger and bigger, and he suddenly just had con- concocts an idea where he's going to take over the world. Yeah, but it's so half thought out that it's hilarious. Yeah. Because he thinks that this small time gang is going to help him rule the world, it, it, that, I think that that element is very funny because it's just impossible for him to win in that case. Yes, yeah. No. I, I, <laughs> what about you? I'm, I'm with you. I think if we lean into that angle, like that's the best angle for this movie to lean into because it's not trying to be scary; it's trying to be funny. Um, so the more it leans into that angle, the better. My most compelling character, though, is Rebecca, actually. Um, the officer. Uh, played yeah, by Aquafina. Aquafina. Yeah. I think she, as our outside character, our outside main character that we don't know anything about, uh, has a lot to do in mm-hmm. terms of storytelling, right? Like, there has to be some reason for her to yes. exist. And I think the film does a good enough job at, at kind of giving us that motivation um, in an unconventional way and making us care about her as a character. So uh, she's got an interesting enough backstory to to make that happen. So I, I liked Rebecca's character quite a bit. Mm, yeah, I think I think she does a really great yeah. job here. Yeah, it's, it's slightly different role, I, slightly different role uh, for her. But I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. A, a a little less comedic than most. Yeah, of her. a little less. Like it's still very exactly. comedic. Yeah, and but still dry. It's, it's some of that dry a little, humor. A little less yeah, over the a little top. less over the top. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. good. What about your most memorable line award? So uh, <laughs> this this ties into what one of the things you were saying, Alex, about him building himself up and being delusional Dracula, that is. He says, some call me the Dark One, others the Lord of Death. To most, I am simply known as Trevante Yells. Renfield's boss! <laughs> <laughs> Just completely taken away that moment. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Uh, those moments, those moments were cracking me up. So again, and it revolves around those therapy scenes which i just think are the best like the therapy scenes are the best um mm-hmm. because they just they just they they really uh go all in with the absurd moments i, I love the yes. part where they talk about true power 
yeah. <laughs> that part is funny too. <laughs> uh, you know, Mark is, yeah, it's, it's funny. It's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> what about you though? What's your, uh, uh, most memorable line. Well, you mentioned Mark. Mark's got my favorite line. He says, this is the end of the film after they've all been killed. Surprisingly, you see them all back and you're like, what? So he says, and thank you for bringing us back from the other side. Having seen the things we can't unsee and knowing the things we can't unknow. <laughs> Good session, everyone. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'm glad they leaned into the comedic element of that because it is so stupid but (laughs) right it's such a such a cop-out in a way but like if you're gonna if you're gonna do that at least make it a comedic moment and they do so that was good uh what about your can't believe the acting award uh since you badmouthed them earlier i gotta give them the award nick cage is drac (laughs) I think he does. I think he actually does a really good job being a menacing drag and also like this egotistical, just bully mm. <laughs> drag, right? I I think he does. I think he does a really good job uh, waffling between the two. So I actually bought him, and I actually thought he was scary at times. So yeah, he he actually really worked yeah. for me. Uh, and Eric, what about you? Who you got for your can't believe that acting? Well, I'll tell you in a second. I will say, okay, so the one scene that, like, I just didn't, it didn't land very well was the more subtle scene, actually, um, which was in the uh, Renfield's apartment whenever Dracula shows up in Renfield's apartment. Uh, there were a couple moments there that I was like, ah, oh, man, this just isn't, isn't connecting as much as it should. But enough Nick Cage bashing. I shall never, I promise, I shall never bash Nick Cage again. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, we mentioned him already, but uh, Brandon Scott Jones, who plays Mark, who is the leader of these therapy sessions, Ooh, he's, he's so just good. hilarious, man. That guy is great. <laughs> he he, really he has some great comedic timing, some great looks that he just gives. Uh, he's got some comedy chops, man. And uh, I would like to see him in, in some more things because I think he's got some potential there to just be <laughs> hilarious. Uh, but he does a great job here. So, so I've got to, I've got to give it to, to him because Mark was a, a contender for my compelling character award just because of he made me laugh the most. So I love Mark. <laughs> Mark is so good. Uh, yeah, he, he's definitely a runner up for me. Uh, what about your oh that's a good shot award mine is the first shot of Dracula's hospital lair um, where you just see all the blood bags you don't know what they are uh, at first for at least I didn't where you just see all this his like weird setup right and it's all decrepit and all that you see all these things hanging from the wall and as you look at him, you realize that he just has a million blood bags hanging from the wall. I think it's really cool and and uh, a nice little creepy atmosphere um, shot. Creepier than it ends up being, but <laughs> mm. yeah. I, I just like that. Um, what about you, Eric? So mine is whenever Dracula rises from his coffin <laughs> um, in Ooh. front of the crime the mob boss. right yeah. yeah 
and he's got his like leather uh, cape on, and it's just an iconic sort of shot rising from the coffin. It's just I, that is what I think of when I think of Dracula, and I love how it played into that element there. So it was great. Yep, I, I had a feeling you would pick that one. That's a good one. <laughs> uh, unique award, Alex. Yeah, mine was a uh, funniest play with the lore of Dracula. And, you know, this one really leans into the idea that Dracula has to be invited somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love that he gets into Renfield's house because he has a welcome <laughs> mat. I uh, know. <laughs> it I literally says, come on in. I love that. That was so funny. Yeah. There are some funny <laughs> little lore pieces. Like, you won't get them at all unless, like, you've seen the movie or read the books even right like there's that there's that line um from one of the guys at the rehab place where it talks about like controlling rats with his mind and and mark's like it's okay don't listen to him he's he's on something right but like that actually happens (laughs) in like the book if i if i remember correctly right so like this guy knew something about dracula that was like insightful and they just kind of dismissed him <laughs> as being on drugs. <laughs> uh, so there there's a lot of great lore little things that that yeah, got me too. So I like that. Um all right, my unique award was the best use of flashback. We mentioned it already, but the the tie back to the original Dracula <sighs> was just awesome. <laughs> so good. I love I love that shot of like Dracula's face. It's so good. Um, And around that same time, Alex, it was funny. You, I was watching it. You sent me this color version of like some of these classic movies, classic horror movies, classic universal horror movies that had been color put in color just for fun. Right. Mm -hmm. And man, like they look, some of them looked great. And the Dracula ones look great. Um, Bride of Frankenstein looked great. But, uh, of course, they had just some of those shots that are so iconic. You don't even realize how iconic they are until you start to see them again and you you realize how burnt in in your memory they are. And those shots that they decide to choose from the original Dracula film are just shots that you like. They are with you. You you will not forget those shots. (laughs) And they play on them here in this film, which is great. Yeah. Good thing, good thing. Cool, man. So uh, that brings us to our final thoughts in tiered rating. Why don't you go ahead and start this time? Yeah, yeah. This is a low gamma tier. Um, there's enough elements here for me to find that are funny and creative. Um, and then I, I like the performances as well. Um, so there's enough here for me to recommend to somebody else, albeit with you know some caveats. Like, this is... It's got some problems, and they're just really silly, honestly, decisions uh-huh. in the film that could have been easily remedied. Um, for me, uh, again, it, it's the it's the voice, it's the narration, and it's the music, and just some of the other tonal shifts, like the like the, like you mentioned, the cocaine throwing is so bad. Um, but there's other elements like Dracula. And the action that I, I really do like. And the humor does mostly land for me um, overall. So it is a recommend, but there's caveats like, you know, 
I'm going to give you a lot of other things before I tell you to watch this, unless you just love Dracula. <laughs> what about you, Eric? Uh, Let's hear. Yeah, I mean, you, you, honestly, I'm not far away from you, man. Uh, I thought you might be a little bit higher overall, but this is a low gamma tier film for me. Um, the narration is bad. I think the tone is inconsistent, and I I laughed. I laughed at some of the parts, probably about half of what I was probably supposed to laugh at, uh, which this is not a terrible <laughs> ratio, but uh, I, I'm sure, as I said, this would have been a, a more fun film to watch with you by my side because I know we both would have probably mm. laughed more and had a good time with it. Um, so I think there's a lot to have a good time with here. I don't think it's necessarily a creative film, even though it wants to be, and it should be. I don't think it's quite as creative as as it needs to be in order to stand out to mm. me. So that's why, yeah, this is a loa, lo, loa, lower, a loa, lower, lower camera tier <laughs> film. Now, Alex, ChatGPT has been listening into our conversations again, <laughs> and I have I have asked it to give it a rating out of five as well. So are you ready to hear chat GPT's critic consensus consensus about this film? I am. I am. What is it? Renfield. (laughs) (laughs) Renfield offers a fun and somewhat interesting film with good laughs, well done action scenes and an entertaining performance by Nick Cage's Dracula. However, the movie is hindered by easily fixable issues, including wasted comedic potential poor narration, and subpar music choices. Despite some enjoyable elements, the film struggles with its tone, voice over-reliance, and a lack of focus, diluting its overall impact. Three out of five stars. Wow. <laughs> That's horrifying, Eric. I don't think I want to be able to get over this. <laughs> I think it's hilarious. It is. It is hilarious. So I'm going to keep doing it because it's funny. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. I think I, I, I mean it's a great. This is some, summary. That's a summary of of, it's said. like our combined thoughts, which I think I find interesting. Right? I like. I yeah. wish I would have had it for some of our films that we just completely had completely differing opinions on. You know, that would be hilarious mm-hmm. to see. But you know what I'm thinking? Next week, Alex, we took a departure this week for our uh, for this film. Right, we wanted to check out uh-huh. Redfield's kind of a standalone film. We've been wanting to watch it and review it uh, to tie into our Dracula and our Universal Monster series. Next week, we're going to continue our animated series, King the Batman versus Dracula, which was a Patreon choice and ties perfectly oh. into Redfield. What say you? That's a great idea, and, and you know, you know what's really weird about huh. that? I was really wanting to watch a bad, a DC animated movie last night. <laughs> I got ready to watch one and then I just I just I got way too tired there you go. early last night. There you so go. I just I tapped out. But it also cool. happens to be the next film <laughs> chronologically in our animated series list. So that works well. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. Uh all right man. I am looking forward to that. Any rhymes for Batman versus Dracula? Uh, I can't wait for to see Dracula go up against bats. Um, and I can't wait to see all of that in his arsenal. Hey, that's that. Oh, shoot. 
Not bats, <laughs> Alex. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, please. Oh, uh, no, that's good. I like it. Uh, as always. No. No. No, you don't. <laughs> as always, thank you for listening to Monsters vs. Men. You can leave us feedback on this episode at nvmpod.com or email us at nvmpod at gmail.com. And we'll read them on the show. You can also follow us and message us on Twitter and Instagram at MVM underscore pod. Become a bargain based by patreon.com forward slash MVM pod to receive weekly bonus content, including special reviews, interviews, and host chats. And if you can't join at this time, a rating, a review, or a share always helps. Monsters vs. Men is produced by Alex Burnett. Executive producers are Kevin Alexander, Faye Basier, John Freeman, and Michael Herndon. Special thanks to our wives, comma, rock band for PlayStation 3, which forms Sublock B. Louis Loops, Senior Honda, Truth Collector, our Instagram connector, and you, the listener, for listening. I almost forgot Senior Honda for a second. Until next time, though, Alex, don't don't forget to pin two men to a wall with their with their friends' arms and try to stay, <laughs> to stay alive. alive. Mafia, wake up! Wake up! You have created a monster and it will destroy you. Yeah, that was a memorable death to me. That was pretty intense. <laughs> right? He just... I, I actually like the commentary that the people have while watching it. Like, oh my yeah. God. I love how, you know... Rebecca was like, you know, when people say I've seen worse, this is my worst. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>